Hello and welcome to Hustlers for a Cause, the podcast for growth-oriented entrepreneurs and executives who aspire to create positive change in the world. Are you in business for more than just profit? Then like and subscribe today and join our channel to become a hustler for a cause. Hello, and welcome to Hustlers for a Cause. Today, we're honored to have special guest Monique Idemudia. Monique is the founder of Dragon Digital Marketing, an agency that's focused on helping small businesses establish their online presence. She's a marketer that knows how to code and is passionate about educating and inspiring small business owners to be successful online. Monique, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Wow. And you nailed the pronunciation of my last name. <laughs> nice. I was so nervous. Actually, I was like, okay, I got to like, I got to work on this. So that's cool. So I guess something I didn't get to say in the intro, you also have a lizard that has probably more followers than most people do, right? Horatio? Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How did you end up coming up with that name for that lizard? That's like such a cool, you gave him a last name too, right? His name is Horatio Marquis. I guess his last name would be Idimudia too. Okay. <laughs> He's part okay. of the family. So. <laughs> I hear so, you. Yeah. yeah, I love the Instagram page. I used to have an iguana. I had a number of them growing up. And then I had one that was like, he got to four feet long. I had him for over 10 years. He was doing really good. And yeah, it's cool. How did you discover like your love for scales? <laughs> wow, that's so cool that you had an iguana. Um, I kind of always thought they were cute. Yep. And so, yeah, I've always wanted one. And then I got one and yeah, I, I really love him. <laughs> yeah. I'm so passionate about that. That's why I created an Instagram account for him too. So yeah. yeah, that's also where the name of my business comes from. Dragon Digital Marketing. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's a bearded dragon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a couple bearded dragons growing up that I took on from a friend. They are totally interesting. Yeah, so aside from Horatio, tell us more about yourself. Yeah, did you always know you wanted to be a marketer? Yes, I did. I discovered my passion pretty early on in life. I'm super thankful for that as well. So after high school, I signed up for business school, studied business administration and majored in marketing. And I've loved it since the beginning, basically in my freshman year, the first semester, I got a job as a working student in the marketing department of a corporation, got to know the real world of marketing and how, you know, the daily life of a marketer looks like. I only knew the theory before that. And I like that too. And yeah, so I got into it. I got more and more experiences until I felt ready to finally start my own agency and do my own thing. I've always also had kind of that entrepreneurial spirit in me. So that's how everything started. Yeah. Cool. And did you start even when you were like in the corporate space, kind of always with that vision in mind of going off and doing it on your own? Or how did yes. that come about? Yes, I've always wanted to start my own business and be an entrepreneur just for the freedom aspect of it. And yes, I really love the life. So I'm super passionate about it. I love what I do. And I'm even more motivated and passionate about it. You know, when it's your own business, you feel like it's your baby and you're like all in and it doesn't of even course, feel yeah. like work and everything that you accomplish benefits you directly, so to speak. So yeah, it really does feel great. 
And I started as a side hustle. So not only did I have the vision of starting my own business while I was still working at my corporate job, but I also started it while I was still there just to, you know, be on the safe side and not end up finding no clients one day and ending up having no money. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did it for over a year, I think like 13 months. It's been a side hustle for 13 months until I was able to finally take it full time. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. So tell me more about like the experience of going full-time then. I'm sure we have listeners that maybe they're at that phase where it's like, they're not sure if they're going to go all in or not. And like, how did you make that choice? And how did you know you'd be comfortable enough that you keep moving forward? Yes. So I had a six month emergency fund basically that I saved up for. And I would always say, okay, I'm going to take it full-time when I have that. So yeah, that made me feel more comfortable. And then just in general, my business, it just started to gain traction. Oftentimes I would like heavily rely on just one client. And if I lost that one client, then that would be it. (laughs) So you need like more (laughs) variety, not heavily rely on one or two clients, but like, yeah, have just a better variety. Yeah. More experiences, I guess. And just a better standing, if you want to call it like that in the market, you feel it like, you know, when you're there. They'll feel a lot less scary. That's when you know you're ready, I think. Yeah. Were you full-time? You started back in 2019? Yes, I started in 2019. Cool. That's awesome. So I'd love to uh, note, as you built that business, like, so this is then the first business that you've built, right? And you already in that short time have won some awards, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I won some awards. I was super surprised by that as well. Yeah, but super happy that I got picked as one of the best agencies in St. Petersburg, Florida. I do my best to deliver the best results for my clients and everybody has been happy. (laughs) Yeah, congrats on that. So it seems like in terms of your business and who you focus on, is it really like small businesses? Yes, it's small businesses that really want to grow and scale and they're ready to take their business to the next level. They understand what it takes and they're willing to make the investment to put the processes and systems in place to overcome any plateau that they're at. And also small business owners in particular who want to do it the inbound way. So I'm all about inbound and attracting people to you organically and creating a bunch of content, putting that out there so people can find you and you're not pushy and salesy and doing it that way. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I do. And I help my clients do. Cool. So why is that important to you? both the inbound way and just in terms of helping small businesses specifically? Yes, I think the outbound way, the traditional way is kind of outdated. In society, everything is a lot more personalized and individual. You know, everybody has a voice. Everybody can identify with whatever they want to identify. And people have so many choices. You know, you can watch on TV, whatever you want to watch. You can pause it if you want to pause it. All of those things, you know, they weren't possible back in the day. Everything is customizable. Like you create your own music playlists on Spotify or whatever app, tool, program, software, website you use, uh, you have that. And it's a nicer customer experience. If you also find it yourself, you're looking for a solution for something, you're Googling it, doing research on social media, asking a friend or whatever, and then you do your own research. You have no pressure. Nobody you know, is pushing you or telling you in a biased way how great that you know company is and how great yep. that solution is. But you come to the conclusion yourself. It's just a whole other starting point, and it just starts with a nicer experience altogether. And then obviously, 
obviously it frees up time. If you don't have to send out email blasts, cold call people, spend a bunch of money on advertising, you can create content, have that work for you. All you're investing is your time and you can use that time to make your own business better and make your clients' businesses better. And it works for you 24 seven, you know, people can discover an article of you or an interview of you on, on somebody's podcast on a weekend in the middle of the night, whatever it may be, and then learn more about you and reach out. So there's just so many benefits of it. If you'll keep it updated and relevant, it'll keep generating leads for you for the years to come and yeah. small businesses, because I just like to see the impact that I'm making. I don't want to, you know, negotiate over several hierarchy levels and deal with a bunch of bureaucracy or political correctness or whatever. It makes a nicer way of working and small businesses also really needed, <laughs> especially since the pandemic. Definitely. So I have a lot of fun doing it. It's, you know, it's more personal. And so I like that. Yeah. So I'm curious too, then having an ear on the ground now with probably a lot of small businesses, what do you feel like is the mindset now with COVID and like where things are moving? Like, do you think that spending habits are going to change again? Do you think that the inbound space or anything is going to change? Are people going to stop spending or are they going to spend more? Like, where do you think things go now as COVID start to shut down and businesses start to open back up? Yes, I think people will continue to invest in their online presence because it's just such a huge part of people's life. We're available and reachable around the clock on our phones. We're always connected to the internet and spend so much time on social media or browsing websites, just doing stuff. And as a business, you have to be where your customers are at and get in front of their eyeballs and stay front of mind. So you have to be there. And the online world is just a huge part. And then also inbound marketing, it's been growing a lot and the outlook is just amazing. It's just fascinating to see it continue to, to grow privacy is becoming more and more of an issue. So tracking technologies like cookies and, you know, what you use for ads, the Facebook pixel changes that Apple has implemented with their uh, new update and stuff like that. It's just harder and harder to make profitable. And then the guidelines get stricter and, you know, people's ads account get banned or blocked or whatever. And it's just, um, and it's getting more and more expensive too. So all of those things, and then people just don't like ads. If it feels like an ad, people don't like it. They don't click yep. on it. They have almost like a tunnel vision. They see the main content. They're blind to banners. You know, even if the tool shows you X amount of impressions, oftentimes they're not even real impressions and you haven't really reached those people because they're blind to all of those, you know, banners and pop-ups and ads. So yes, inbound is just the way to go. Cool. Before we dive into that, more. I'd love to get a little more on your business. So starting a business is always never easy. You get moving, you've gone in full time. What do you feel like are some of like the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome to date to be able to get to where you are now? And is there any advice that you'd have for listeners as they build their companies? It's the perseverance. That's the biggest challenge. You can't just, you know, do it on the side, even if it's a side hustle, you have to do it full time or more. So I put the work in, yeah, I did my full-time job and I still did my business full-time. I was 
putting in 80 plus hours per week and really focusing on it and taking it seriously and doing that for over a year, like I just said, until, yeah, it was profitable and I could take it full time. So yeah, the perseverance starting out and then you can't compare yourself to people who've been doing this for many, many years longer that you have been doing this and seeing, oh, they get that much engagement. They get that much traction that many people sign up for their webinar and I have just like five people or whatever. (laughs) You can't compare yourself to that. Like don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 278 or whatever it may be. So that's really important. I also think that educating yourself about, you know, the numbers and just checking the statistics helps a lot. So you don't feel like an imposter or you get discouraged. It takes time to become profitable, to even break even, to, you know, get customers. Yeah, all of those things, you know, the percentage of startups that fail and what are the main reasons why they're failing, look into that and then check yourself and be like, am I doing that correctly? Maybe I should get help. Like don't hesitate to hire a consultant or a coach or a mentor, whatever it may be, a true expert, you'll save that money uh, down the road (laughs) if you avoid the mistakes. And really, you know, ask people who know what they're doing. Don't just, you know, ask your mom or your parents or whoever for advice if they're not an expert on it. And yeah, really, really check yourself, hold yourself accountable, be really clear on what you have to do because a lot of people do work hard and they put in a lot of hours, but they don't do it strategically. So it doesn't lead to the outcomes that they actually want. They're just keeping themselves busy, but they're not actually effective or efficient putting the work in. So that's very important as well. And network, talk to people, see what others are doing, get inspiration, ask for advice. Most people are very open and friendly and happy to help you out and give you some tips and guide you in the right direction. Definitely. Yeah. And that I think one of the traps that I probably fell into in the past a lot was exactly what you mentioned of like knowing that you have an amount of hours in the day. So just spend all of them and just keep working, you know, and like, don't stop. Right. And you end up losing a lot of quality by doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's really important to think about what are you spending your time on? Are you prioritizing effectively? Are you doing the right things? So what about like your future self? And now imagine if like 20 years from now, you're listening back to this podcast episode today. What do you want to tell your future self? What I want to tell my future self now? Yeah, hopefully I can just be proud of myself that I've done everything right. And yeah, figured out a way to correct my mistakes and learn from them and eventually get all of the outcomes that I want and and reach my goals. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about your agency and maybe let's start like, who's your ideal client? Yeah. So my ideal client is a small business owner. They believe in providing value and, and yeah, and inbound marketing. They want to build an amazing online presence, have a great presence on multiple channels and create a lot of content. They're not camera shy. They're not afraid to show their face and be public and also build a personal brand at the same time. They have a clear goal and they need guidance and a strategy to get there. 
and they just need a plan of action. Oftentimes they already have the resources, they have a team, their team has the right skill set, but they just don't know what to do and what to do next and where to go from there and just, yeah, need guidance from someone basically. And that's where I come in. I'm a consultant that not just talks the talk, but also walks the walk. So my agency does both the strategy and the execution. So they have one contact person that is almost full service when it comes to inbound digital marketing and helps them to achieve that. And the outcomes that they get from it is brand awareness, establishing thought leadership, reaching their revenue goals, generating leads and sales organically, and not having to rely on the traditional methods anymore, which is also more cost-effective. They're also able to attribute their revenue generation to exactly what they've done because we focus a lot on metrics and ROI is what guides everything that we do. We want everything that a client invests in us to actually be an investment that they get back and not an expense. So we don't track vanity metrics. We track the real metrics and we can prove it. And that's just very important as well that we just, you know, we don't just come up with creative stuff that looks nice or makes you feel good in the moment, but we create yeah, stuff that works and we really collaborate. So it's really like working together and yeah, just working on the same goal, holding their hand each step of the way, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's like to work with us and what clients can expect. So there's a lot of like small businesses out there. Are there certain areas that you specialize in? Or is it like, whether that's like a brick and mortar or a restaurant specifically, or is that service companies or? Yes. What kind of companies do you feel like you work most with or you get the best results for? So it has to be an industry where your online presence matters. So for a restaurant, for example, your physical location is what matters the most. So it's very, very local and you don't need a huge online presence. So we work with national businesses in the United States only. That's where we can understand the audience and the culture and the people because we, yeah, we just know it. And it's not just theoretical for us. If we do the research, we really understand it. We can create detailed buyer personas for that. And yeah, it has to make sense that they really want to build an online presence and their ultimate goal is to grow and put the right systems and processes in place to automate as much as they can. So service-based businesses are ideal. Product-based businesses work too, depending on what the product is, but those are kind of like the requirements, but it's not limited to any particular industry. It can be in a variety of industries. Okay. Let's talk more there about establishing a presence, but I guess maybe like starting out is your first step kind of designing and building your brand or what's your, what do you feel like your first step? Yeah, is? the brand is definitely the foundation of your marketing and that's what you reference to make sure you stay true to your values and the brand is where you define the mission that you're on and what vision do you have for the future how do you want to change the world? How do you want to serve your customers? How is what you're doing meaningful to them and valuable to them? And yeah, what do you want to reach? Like, why do you even exist? And then you define how do you want to get there? How do you want to be seen? What personality attributes do you identify with? And you want your 
brand to be seen as and you define the brand language. And then in accordance to that, you know, the entire look and feel, it has to be coherent. So what colors do you choose? How does your logo look like? Uh, what fonts do you choose? And, and so on and so forth. What words do you choose? What kind of people do you want to reach and speak to by your personas? Are really important and then you tailor it to that audience and make everything resonate with that and that's what you build your marketing on and then you choose the channels that you want to build a presence on those have to be channels that your audience actually spends time on so you reach the right people not just any people right it's always quality over quantity the goal is not to push yourself out there in front of as many people as you possibly can, but it has to be the right people finding your niche, niching down and just defining everything. And then step-by-step defining the tactics that get you there and that make you reach your goals. And with inbound marketing, everything comes down to content because whatever you put out there in whatever marketing channel is always content. Any email, social media posts, what you have on your website, it, everything is content. That's what you put out there. And then obviously you have to define what kind of content, what purpose does it serve to, and it has to be promoted continuously. So the work doesn't stop with the creation process. And when it's created, it's done, but it has to be promoted continuously. And also that has to be regularly in regular intervals and in a strategic way. So it's always relevant for the person who sees it. Do you think then, does every business need to build a brand? Is a business and a brand different? Or is a brand itself only reserved really for like bigger businesses? It's beneficial for every business to build a brand because all a brand is an emotional connotation that we attach to your business, your product, your service, yourself, your personality, if you want to build a personal brand too. So that's what it is. It's an emotional connotation. So people feel about you a certain way and they don't see a computer as a computer, but you feel very special about it if it's a Mac, for example. And yeah, what's another example? Apple is just a huge brand. You just you just feel different. Or for example, Starbucks, you don't just feel about it like it's regular coffee. You have that feeling, yep. oh, it's a Starbucks Frappuccino or whatever it may be, right? So that's what you do. And that's how you get so much more loyal customers. You can build a community around it of true core fans who all identify with those values and they have it in common. And it just makes it so much more powerful. And most importantly, it gets reflected in your bottom line because you can charge more for it and you increase your business value by building a brand because people are just willing to spend more for something they feel good about. They feel like they're doing something good by purchasing this product or using this service. They're part of a community of like-minded people that they can identify with and they're no longer, you know, just alone. And it just yeah moves away from the features and the nature of a product or service onto values and benefits and feelings and emotions. And that's what we're all guided by. We think that we're, you know, so rational and always use Mm -hmm. our logic to make decisions. But in reality, it's been proven that we really make almost all decisions based on emotions and how we feel about a certain thing, how sympathetic we think a person is. And yeah, just the gut feeling that we have with something. And if something makes us feel good, 
we want to do that and we're more drawn to it. So it makes sense for small businesses, big businesses, and everybody can benefit from a brand. And it also can be really cost effective because you do not need million dollar budgets anymore to build a successful brand. You can do it really, really effectively by just putting your time in and, for example, leveraging tools like social media to build great communities, which you don't have to pay for. You just have to show up and create amazing content and share it on there and engage with your community. Yeah, show your face, show your personality, be personable, be reachable, be available, just be human. And that's how you build it over time. Do you think that if a business doesn't consciously build a brand, like say they don't create brand style guidelines and all these things, they still have a brand. They still created one with their business anyway, right? Absolutely. You always have a brand. You, everybody has a brand. The difference is just if you're aware of it and you're strategically building it, or you just let people think of you, whatever they think of you without having control over it. And maybe their impression of you is completely wrong or it's just not how you want to be seen and perceived at all. You might as well, you know, care about your brand and build it consciously because it's your reputation. That's all it is. It's the yep. image that people have of you in their heads, what they think of you, your reputation. Be strategic about it. It's really, really important because your image precedes you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it has a lasting impression. Completely agree. I think that reputation is like, that's the keyword I'd use whenever I try to describe a brand. It's like, it is your reputation. So do you want to be conscious and create your good reputation? Or do you want to like let clients or the world around you create it for yes. you? Right. So yeah, it's a, a great way to think about it. What do you think are the pieces that make up what a good brand is? Yeah, a good brand. There's three types of things basically that a brand consists of it's the visual elements which is like your logo letterhead fonts colors things like that it's the verbal elements like your brand language your brand tone your brand voice your brand name obviously storytelling your brand story what's the story behind everything and then the third thing is the brand strategy and that is the most important thing and that is what can make or break a brand so the strategy consists of the unique selling proposition the unique value proposition your brand positioning statement all of that and in the strategy you define how are you different how is that difference valuable to the customer how easy can it be copied by competitors? Yeah, how valuable is it? How special is it? How different is it? All of that, how do you position yourself in the market in comparison to other brands who are your competitors? You want to be seen as unique. If there's already like a rugged outdoor apparel brand, you don't need to position yourself as the rugged one too. You know, there you'd rather position yourself as like a luxury outdoor door apparel brand or, or whatever it may be. And also your audience. Uh, you can have a different audience, even though you're doing the same or very, very similar thing than somebody else. So really finding that and defining that, putting it on paper, so to speak, so you can share it with all of the stakeholders of your business and everybody who's involved because everything needs to be on brand. So you're actually true to your values and your brand. So from customer service 
to your salespeople, if you ever outsource anything to an agency, you hire a copywriter, you do whatever, you onboard new people to your team, you expand, you hire more employees, everything in the environment can change, you know, from a political perspective, from an economic perspective, socially or socio-culturally, then it also comes down to your routines, your standard operating procedures, everything has to be aligned with that. And it just needs to flow and be very, very clearly defined. So you can stay true to that on each customer touch point, because your brand is also what people say about you when you're not in the room. So for example, if you say, oh, our customers are everything to us, they're like family. That's what a lot of uh, brands say. You're like part of our family. And, And then you call the hotline and your waiting time is 40 minutes. Well, it can't be that important to you then. (laughs) (laughs) I I think customer experience is the one that's most important and most overlooked without a doubt, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because we forget what it means. Okay. So you talked a little bit about audience there too, right? And Mm -hmm. I think audience and ideal client are one of the things that people overlook the most often right? Mm -hmm. Like I'll talk to someone and they'll say like, I need your help. And I'm like, yeah, what can I do for you? And they're like, I just need to reach everybody. They're never willing to take a stake in the ground at who their audience is because they feel like they're moving away from too many people, right? And instead of focusing in. So what do you say to that person and how do you help them to identify who their ideal audience is and identify where they might be online? Right. So you analyze your existing audience, you can interview them, you can survey them, and then you try to find things that they have in common, and then you can segment them into different buckets, so to speak, into different groups, and those would be your personas. So you go ahead, you go to your Google Analytics, and you just start looking at the demographics, look at the geolocation, look at the common device types that you know people use to visit your website. You can go over to Facebook, use the Audience Insights tool, uh, see how old they are, what's their relationship status, are they married, what's their highest level of education, what pages do they like, what foods do they like, you know, are they a member of what other pages, what's their behavior look like is is really, really important. Look at what other accounts and people, those people follow and technology, something that is oftentimes overlooked, especially if you're in B2B, that's important. What technology do they use? What kind of softwares do they use in their day-to-day life? How well is all of that integrated, you know, with each other? That gives you a lot of insight on what frustrations people have, their pain points, and how can you help and how can you use that? What's their preferred method of communication? Do they like email or phone calls or chat or whatever it may be? So that's super important. What social networks do they use and what purpose do they use it for? And then what's their personal goal in life? What's their company's goal, why they're in business? What does success mean to them? How do they measure success even? So you want to align all of the goals. You never want a conflict of interest there and just eliminate all of the friction. That's the whole purpose of really figuring out your audience and creating those personas. And then you also can, you know, get to know the people better because everything 
everything has to do with people. Everything is people to people, the communication. So really get to know them and just ask, hey, why did you decide to do business with us? What did you like better about us than about our competitors and vice versa, follow up again. And then they say, oh, now we're not interested anymore. We're using another vendor right now. Oh, okay. Uh, what made you go with them? Just get the feedback, just get the knowledge and the information. It gives you insights about what to improve. Yeah, openly ask them for criticism, possibilities for improvement, their concerns, and see what's going on in their life. What do they like to do in their free time, hobbies, you can use that for your copywriting on your landing pages, on your website and your social media posts and your email newsletter. Uh, whenever you find a commonality there, use that because that's how you stand out. We sometimes forget that people are bombarded with so many messages 24-7 because we think that ours are like so special because we put so much work into it and people just have to read it and see it and recognize <laughs> how much work we put in there. But it's not like that. So you really have to work hard and be a detective there to make it that personable that and personalized that it stands out because it just resonates and that makes it highly relevant and just differentiates it from all the other clutter that our inboxes and our lives are cluttered with. So the, the next step to building a great audience that's large enough so you have, you know, taken over a significant percentage of the market share in your market, the next step is to build an actual community out of that audience that is really, really engaged and loyal. And they act as evangelists to your business and to your brand. And you have to nurture them and interact with them and not just put your messages out there. Communication goes both ways. It can't be one-way communication, but you also have to engage with them and listen active listening, social listening, and, and all of that. So there's a lot to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very important and super powerful. If you leverage it the right way. Definitely. The next piece, right. Is like, if I have my brand strategy, I guess like the last piece of that is you go into the verbal, you go through tone and everything, mm -hmm. and then you get to like your brand story. So what's the brand story? Why is it important? And where do you start as you're creating it? Yes. So story is important because it just sticks. It's one of the oldest forms of human communication. People told each other stories starting from, you know, ancient Greek mythology back into stone age, step one, step two. And it tells a story from picture to picture. I looked at some of that as I've, uh, you know, studied the history of content marketing and what would classifies as content. So story is just so fundamental. Kids love stories because you can tell it to other people. It's relatable. There's people in there that take action and you identify with a certain character in the story and it makes everything just more exciting and you want to listen and you want to share it. And that's how you draw people in. Your brand needs to have a purpose. Like what do you want to achieve in this world? How do you want to make the world a better place? What experience are you offering to your customers? What pain, what evil are you protecting them from? Why would they want to do business with you? 
Ideally, you also connected to some personal experiences, lessons that you've learned, trauma that you've had. Why are you motivated to do that? Story is just the perfect way to, to do that. So you identify the characters in your brand story. You're the guide, you're the mentor that takes people from where they're at right now to where they want to be. And you just guide them through the transformation process. And what allows for that transformation is your product or service and what you do for them. Uh, And then they are the hero of the story. They should come out on top. They should come out as a winner in the end and get everything they want and they deserve and just live happily ever after, so to speak. And then there also has to be a villain, which is what they have to overcome, which is what prevents them from from reaching that goal and why they need you as their guide in the first place. Each interaction has to tell that story to remind people so you don't have to directly explicitly say it because on a factual level, people don't retain it that well. It's not as shareable and shareworthy. It's just not digestible enough because our minds are just full of things. We have so much in our minds. So stories, it's so basic, but it's such a powerful tool if it's leveraged correctly. And building your brand around a story just takes your whole brand to a whole other level. Yeah. So I always like to ask this question at the end of our interviews. Uh, We talked about a lot today. We talked about marketing. We talked a little bit about your business, where it came from. We talked about Horatio. I already miss him. I'm going to go back (laughs) to his Instagram. Business owners always tend to like go into business for yourself. At some level, you start for yourself, right? But you kind of grow to a point, you hit success that you start to look towards other people and making a big impact, right? If you can make everyone in the world do one thing differently after hearing this discussion today, what would that one thing be? Be more mindful of what you do. Be strategic about every little step that you do because If you have to make course corrections, it'll cost you time, it'll cost you money, it'll cost you other resources, and you just don't want to lose that. Learn from other people's mistakes too. You don't have to make every mistake yourself. That's a very important lesson too. So always, you know, seek interactions with other human beings and network and just communicate. Yeah, don't do the lone wolf thing it'll likely not lead to success. So that's very important. And surround yourself with positive people who stand behind you and support you and they build you up. If you feel like giving up, you know, they <laughs> they persuade <laughs> you to keep going and not to give up. And distance yourself from people who are draining you from your energy and they bring negativity in your life and they're, I don't know, jealous or just criticizing you for for whatever reasons, whoever it may be. It sounds so, you know, logical, like such a no-brainer to do, but it's difficult, especially if it's family members. If everything isn't aligned, you can get to where you want to be. Patience. (laughs) Patience is so important. I'm so unpatient myself, so I know how hard it is. I'm the most unpatient person, but you have to be patient. And if you have a detailed strategy, you won't even get demotivated because you focus on like your end goal that is so far ahead in the future. And you have like 
years to to go until you reach it but you focus on the micro goals and you just focus on the next step it was this author he wrote this big fat book of I don't know how many pages and people ask him like how did you write that book and he was like I just wrote one sentence at a time, one paragraph at a time. And I just focused on that paragraph. And then I wrote the next paragraph and I did it over and over and on and on. I was just writing one paragraph all the time. And then in the end, I came up with this book. That's literally what it is. You have to break it down. Yes. It starts with the brand, the brand strategy, and then comes your marketing strategy. And then come your goals and your channel strategies. And then come your tactics and your actual execution Um, measure yourself with the right KPIs. Don't get lost in vanity metrics. That's super important too. And that's how you'll get there step-by-step with baby steps. Definitely. That's awesome. So where can people go to learn more and to learn about creating a brand for their business? Yes. They can go to the website that's dragon-digital-marketing.com. We have so many free resources on there that you can just download for free, grab them, consume them, learn from them. We have a blog. We have a podcast too. We're on social media. Obviously, you can connect with me there. I'm on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and also on LinkedIn. So yeah, make sure you head over to the website and check everything out. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. And Look forward to having you back for uh, future marketing topics. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy to come back. My pleasure. It's my honor to be your guest. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Hustlers for a Cause. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss a new episode. This helps us keep interviewing incredible individuals and sharing their remarkable stories with you. This episode of Hustlers for a Cause was brought to you by Blabberjacks. If you're an influencer that's creating meaningful change in the world and you're looking for help increasing the reach and distribution of your message, contact Blabberjacks today. See you next time on Hustlers for a Cause. Until then, keep hustling.